And we're back. Episode 11. We are back. It's been a little while. <laughs> it's not been that long. I mean, a little I mean, while. Yeah, a couple weeks. You know, a couple weeks. A couple weeks. But we're it's, back. Uh, yeah, it's good for this. It's good for the soul occasion. Recovery to take a break, is an you know. important part of ed- everything, I guess. Yeah, what's what's that phrase? Distance makes the heart grow fonder, or something. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, I should have learned that one. Yep, long time. But ago. now I'm closer. Um... <laughs> I'm closer to you now. At the moment, I'm currently not in London. So let's do a podcast. This is true. You're currently not in London, um, which is a bit weird. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, it must be greenery and fresh air must be a unique I know. experience for you. It's on the one hand, my lungs appreciate not being by roads and in in the polluted London. On the other hand, my lungs do not appreciate this concept, this new thing called hills. I don't know, I don't know if you've heard about these hills. <laughs> but Oh, I know, Jay. They're a struggle. I live in the Chilton Hills. <laughs> so they're a struggle. But we can get into that. Um how how are you? How how are things? I the so I'm whoever's listening to this the the two the two week break that's been uh experienced was a combination of factors in terms of uh my life rather than Jamie's I think Jamie was still raring to go but I kind of disappeared for a little bit mm-hmm. um I you know I finished the bar course and I'd had my graduation and then I suddenly just ended in this very strange mental state for I'm still kind of in it, but I'm getting I'm getting better where I just suddenly felt extremely lost with everything that I was doing. And I just had no idea why I was doing what I was doing. And a certain part of me still doesn't really know what I'm doing, why I'm doing it or what I really want, which is very, for me, a very unsettling thing because I'm normally someone that's very goal orientated. You are very driven. And very much knows what he wants. <laughs> so to suddenly yeah. have this like mental switch where I'm like, I like nothing is making me feel good about anything at the moment and like the normal things that were making me feel good in terms of like training and everything else were doing nothing for me and I just unbelievably demotivated um I mean I still trained and I still got it all done because discipline but like I I just really stopped enjoying things Mm -hmm. and I still I'm still going through this and I think it was really interesting so it was the same week that Simone Biles came out with her mental health issues Mm -hmm. And her perspective of mental health. And then a bunch of other athletes came out. And then I suddenly felt a little bit better. Because I'm like, well, it's not just me. Like, athletes experience this. And I just... Yeah, I just... The boat the boat was rocked massively. And I just... I kind of just fell off the wagon a little bit. I'm still trying to get on. Like, I took a break from Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of me will probably go back to taking that break. And just kind of trying to recenter myself because for for the first time in a very long time I don't have that structure and I just don't really know what I want like I know what I want sporting wise but I just I just yeah just felt very lost and like as much as we'd like to separate training life from normal life whatever they are intertwined Mm -hmm. and it just became a little bit too much for me and that's okay yeah I think it's okay to admit that sometimes life becomes a little bit too much even when there isn't really anything that's and I think part of it was just like a huge amount of um a huge amount had been bottled up for such a long time in order to deal with it all that actually graduating and being done and having been called to the bar was suddenly like the cap was released off the pressurized bottle yeah like it just suddenly was like that's the end and everything came spilling out and i think that's ultimately what happens 
um as in like this year alone it's been like unbelievably unwell new health diagnosis um my relationship ending me living on my own at home like it was just like a perfect storm and everything mm -hmm. was just like compartmentalized in order to just make sure that i could get through my exams and get on with my training and everything and then there was no longer this need to compartmentalize and it all just came out so that's that's the reason for the two week <laughs> break well it's, um well, the first week i was also sick which is so that was a bit of a mutual yeah. we both i think not nearly at the same level but it was it's interesting to me that i've been sick almost every weekend this this year i feel like <laughs> i'm working a lot and then when it gets to the weekend my body just gives up and it's like well you can it just give up yeah you can just lay around mostly just lay around throwing up and feeling terrible for two days so you're gonna do that Jeez. and then you go back to work and you have to like put up with it again and, and, and not be sick so i had one week which was pretty bad i felt pretty bad um annoyingly in terms of the update the, the two things I was like really looking forward to. So this chess tournament, which we spoke about, and then the first race, yes. both of those things I had to skip, unfortunately. Pull out of. So the first Detail one on was so frustrating because I I'd woken up early. I'd It was about a two hour walk from my flat and I'd walked about an hour of the way there. And I was like all raring to go and ready for this, this you know, getting back into chess. And then I just, it was, whew, I was it not in a good you. way. Oh. do not want to go i had to i had to literally like beg uh i, I wandered into this like shopping center and i had to like beg someone who was like doing some cleaning to unlock the disabled lose for me and i was just like you don't understand dude oh, I, God, I need it crazy. i need it right now i need access to this this room um so that was not not a fun day uh and then i got i, I so obviously i i returned to my flat i like jumped on the tube um and it was like 8 a.m or something and I was like, oh my gosh, I've been for all of this. It's been really stressful. And I've like, it's it's earlier than when I usually wake up. So now I've still got an entire rest of the day that I've got to like feel terrible. Um, so that wasn't wasn't the best. Um, yeah, but I, I think for, 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 in, for, your, for your stuff, it's smart like like to take a step back. And I think you've done that in a few different areas, right? So not recording is, is yeah. one of those like taking a step back not recording is one of them and then like yeah i think i'm i'm it's still a work in progress like i'm really trying to take some time to recenter and like um this isn't meant this doesn't like bash on my past relationship or any of my past relationships but like i did move from one to the other very quickly and that was absolutely fine and i don't regret it in any way shape or form but i also realized like i actually haven't not I haven't actually been single or like lived my life as a single person only responsible for myself um since 2018 yeah pre-pandemic which for me like pre-pandemic by miles and like i had my first girlfriend she was great my second girlfriend she was great like that was like it's got nothing to do with that but it's also like so much in me changed over that time in terms of i during that time i found triathlon like i moved from mm -hmm. ultra running to triathlon i did the law conversion course i've done the bar course i've had like two new diagnoses like a lot changed that was like also with other people and we all changed together but i haven't actually had this time to just sit back and be like who am i also like, who, with, who with, am i on my own i think with your parents being away you're like it's it's really easy to it was feel very hard isolated, right because <laughs> you're quite isolated yeah and i think that's something i'm quite isolated anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah like, anyway I live, the, I live out in bucks and i was on my own and i think 
part of that was also I just didn't when you know people go through things and they have family or friends or whatever and they can decompress to other people and I just didn't have that experience like my de- decompression was to myself mm-hmm. which kind of fed back into it but uh, this is not a therapy podcast <laughs> so I apologize for no. that but training wise things have been going really really well for me so like I'm um I'm like back to running on a much more consistent basis. I'm still not 100% stomach wise. Like it really comes and goes and ebbs and flows. Like I had one weekend where I managed a 10 miler and I felt great. And then this weekend I only managed 4K before needing the toilet. And then it was like, I think I went to the toilet like five times in the space of 10K and I was on the treadmill and like my stomach just like gave out on me. So like it's it's still a work in progress, but like the fitness is definitely there Mm -hmm. or coming there now. But I suppose the big change that it hasn't really been announced to anyone is that I'm changing coaches, um, which is, it was a lot of thought going into this. Like, I love my current coach. His name's Sam Lashley. If anyone's looking for a cycling specific coach, I would wholeheartedly recommend him. Like the amount of work that we've put in together and the development that I've had on the bike has been unbelievable. Um, and it wouldn't have been possible without him. So Sam, if you're listening, thank you. However... Both of us kind of, we had a chat last week and both of us kind of realized that with the direction that I'm going in sport, I can't, I can't just have a cycling specific yeah. coach anymore. I'm not a cyclist, like I'm a triathlete. Um, so I'm moving coaches um, to uh, this lady called Jodie, uh, who I was recommended by another lady called Jodie. Um, Jodie, my coach, is an Olympian and world champion and her husband is also an Olympian and world champion and they do a coaching program together and they take on triathletes with the goals of you know yeah well for me getting my pro license essentially so I feel like she's quite well experienced <laughs> in order That's... to be able to like help me take those next steps yeah. because we're now at a point where it's like okay you've got a base like you're not a bad triathlete you're not great triathlete and there's this there's this massive gulf between the top age groupers and like mid to bottom pack elite like pros and like that golf is absolutely massive um and there's also this navigation that needs to be done in terms of ego yeah because you suddenly go from being a very good age grouper Mm -hmm. to being the the worst athlete in your field because you're now racing with the big boys yeah and there is a whole mental side, physical side that comes with suddenly being a small fish in a big pond mm-hmm. rather than a big fish in a small pond. And she made that very, very clear to me that that is something that I'm going to have to learn how to contend with because some people just don't deal well with that transition because naturally as competitors, you want to do well. Yeah. But for me, like I want to do well against the best of people, not against fellow age groupers. Like, I don't really... I, I don't mean this in an arrogant way or whatsoever. Like, I don't really care about my results at an age group level. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't... For me, great. Like, okay, podium in the 25 to 29 age group or whatever. Like, fantastic. But all I care about is where did I place against the elite field or the pro field? Um, because those are the boys that I want to be racing against. So that's what's important to me. Um, so we're working together. We're starting our official coaching in a month. Mm-hmm. So after Ironman Warsaw, just to allow the consistency with my current coach through to that. And then we're just going to see like where it goes. Like, I'm very excited. She's very excited. Um, 
I feel like she's already starting to understand where I come from. She was already a little bit aware of the fact that I sound like I'm my own worst critic in many <laughs> ways. And I think she's going to try and put a rein on that slightly. Because it can be quite detrimental. Um, and it's just what it's very exciting for me to have someone that can... Like triathlon especially, you need someone that can look at all three sports individually, but also as how they're going to work together. Yeah. Uh, which is very difficult because... Yeah, planning one sport is quite hard. Planning three to work so that you can get quality sessions in three different disciplines during a week without them clashing is really hard. And that's what I've been struggling with. Yeah. So a lot of my running has been absolute dog rubbish because it's basically where do I fit my runs in around my bike training? But now going forwards, it's going to be like, okay, everything has a purpose and every you know I can have a quality run session and I can have more quality bike sessions that don't jeopardize my running ability. And like, you know, it's all going to... Yeah. It's all going to work together. So I'm really excited and um been back swimming with my old club. So I'm now have like structured swimming sessions, which is amazing. So I already feel like I'm getting fitter and I've gained weight. Nice. For the first time in like years. <laughs> and I feel I it's a weird one because I think this also didn't help with the mental health aspects. And I'd love if anyone messaged us about their views on it. But like I I used to have a major issue with weight um to the point that i would like deliberately under eat to try and get lighter and it just became extremely detrimental to my performance and i kept on getting injured and it was just it was a bit messy and like everyone talks about like ideal weights and how lean you should be for certain sports and like what's good and what isn't like you'll even see on the discord people being like what's a good weight for a distance runner and like it's an obsession because it's a quantifiable metric that people can chase um it's also just so unbelievably unhealthy that like I managed to put myself into an absolute mental pit last week, weighing myself after a night out. Like I'm going to be heavier. I had 17 glasses of champagne. <laughs> like there's no way that I'm not going to be heavier. Yeah. Just on fluid alone. And like and then that whole week for me, I just completely spiraled. And like it was just, and I was just there, and I was like, I can't. I'm not doing this again. Like I'm not. So I haven't stepped on a scale since. I'm just going on feel. Yeah. And if I feel good in myself and I'm training well and like. If I look in the mirror and I'm like, okay, that's not exactly what I want to look like. But at the same time, my 10K splits are X, Y, Z, and I'm feeling really good in the pool. Then what What do I care what the weight is? Like, why should I care what the scale says if my training's going really well? Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I'm refocusing on that. Because the minute I become obsessive about weight and yet another metric to worry about, it's it's just asking for... Yeah. issues and it was the same my doctor said the same with tracking my sleep he told me to start ignoring it because he was like you're getting yourself more anxious about the fact that you're not sleeping because mm. your whoop is telling you that you're not sleeping and i stopped really tracking it and i have i have been sleeping better i don't know whether that's also just like decompression finally kicking in but like i am finally starting to sleep a bit better and everything's i don't know man like it's been it's been a roller coaster yeah. couple of weeks <laughs> this is why <laughs> i was right. uh i was off i was off radar um but everything's going really well and i had my first modeling gig yeah last week so there were some photos of that that's coming that's out definitely in, gonna be uh, next week or two great for the <laughs> self-image right <laughs> yeah i've yeah yeah I, I looked at them and i was like oh god my face is so much rounder uh, than it normally is but i look happy so we're going with yeah. it yeah <laughs> and that's the most i think i think as athletes it become regardless of your ability it becomes very easy to obsess over numbers yeah um, you know what's the fastest 5k and what's this and like what's a good race weight and like how much should i be eating and, like i get it because it's all in the purpose of striving for 
better human performance and that's what people a lot of people do exercise for is to be better i think sometimes people just need to enjoy it for what it is though and i i can't believe i'm saying that because i am an obsessive of performance yeah. like for me i don't understand doing sport if it's not before for performance but i also just kind of realized that i really lost track of why i enjoy what i do and i i think that really threw me off yeah and like i was like i if i'm not enjoying this anymore then why am i doing it because i have nothing to prove to anyone anymore like i've done everything i've said i was going to do and i've done everything that i ever set out to do so if it's not for me then what what am i doing and that that was the whole of the last couple of weeks was really sitting down and being like why am i doing this like what is the point of me sitting in the shed for four hours on a sunday afternoon while my mates are at the pub if I don't enjoy this. Yeah, and I mean and it's, yeah. It's not like you are currently like like it's not currently your job, right? So it's not like if you no. like cuz I sometimes think about Olympians and them being like not paid basically anything and having to struggle through and all this and you know the Olympics going on. And I'm like part of that motivation has to be a little bit has to be like worrying about pivoting into something else. Whereas you have a career yeah. and you have a job and it's like you're doing all of this stuff alongside that so it's not you're not motivated by oh i have to keep doing it because it's my livelihood so yeah it you yeah you have to find a reason as to do it that's that is actually a reason and not just i'm doing it because i do it and yeah, yeah that's that, that won't be enough to yeah you you that, could that's the this is the whole like motivation versus discipline argument mm. like motivation is fleeting and discipline is the constant and like if you're disciplined you'll do it regardless of whether you're motivated or not yeah but yeah it was just it was just a really weird it was a really weird time but anyway jamie yeah. i'm you know i'm i'm pretty comfortable in my fitness um i i don't know if you're as comfortable in your fitness <laughs> hey uh, considering that right. you're a month out from your right. trail your trail marathon where i just see on discord that you're more concerned about the brand of flip-flop that you'll be wearing afterwards right. okay. rather flip, than getting any quality mileage important, in. Right? <laughs> um. honestly I, I came in and i was like jamie's just ignoring ignoring the reality right now like he's already planning what flip-flops he's going to be sitting in his chair yep. and <laughs> Yep. <laughs> trail chair <laughs> i've got i've bought the flip-flops they're they're here they're in my room somewhere um uh the race so <laughs> my race <laughs> my race is just over a month it's the 4th of august so yeah a month away and um uh yeah can you even get there not currently no, no currently i'm not i, I can't right. get there so it's being updated this week, though, isn't it? The uh, the Amberlists. So I, I guess that's going to be... Well, it's more about Sweden. So it's about check. Sweden. It's whether Sweden wants me to be able to get in or not. <laughs> Sweden. Sweden. <laughs> captains, captains, <laughs> captains convinced you to sign up and then gone to the Swedish tourist board and banned you from yeah, entry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I've given them the money and now I can't go. So it's going to be great. Um, weirdly, so BA cancelled my flights and then they put me on like other flights as like a thing, which I had to accept. So if I don't accept them, I can just get a refund. So it, it weirdly, like because BA has cancelled my flights, it's way easier to like not lose loads of money. Okay, but you're training for. I am. It. Are you, so are you still yeah. So at the moment, I have left London. So I am now in the countryside. I am. Um, <laughs> it's very weird. I don't. I I feel like I am. <laughs> I'm so... I've seen your Instagram stories. <laughs> it's like you're amazed by the fact that there are old things outside of I London. Know. It's like the most... I know. I'm just there and I'm like, he's literally exploring something outside of London. And it... But I don't see any running on your Instagram, I'm Jamie. running. 
Uh, there's a lot of field photos, <laughs> right? Okay, so I got here on Thursday, and then on Friday I did two hours of running and three hours of like walking, hiking, kind kind of. Um, okay. So yeah. I didn't go very far. Well, I did. I think in total it was like I don't know, sixteen miles maybe. But um, okay. the actual running portion was not particularly that far. It wasn't. It was very slow. So it was like I don't know eight or nine miles of running. I think eight miles of running. I forget what Strava says. Um, but it was in the countryside. It was hills. It was roads. It was fields. Um, lots of climbing fences and, and stuff like that. And it was it was quite fun. Um, but it was like five hours. My whoop said 20.5 strain for the day. So it's pretty high strain. Um, and then the day after I did like a bunch of walking just to try and get my strain like within the the range it was telling me. Uh, yeah. And I think... Oh, living, by, living by the whoop. Living by the whoop. Living by the whoop. And then again, Sunday, I took like an extra day's recovery. So like two days recovery. And then today I've done... I went for another run. So I went... I ran about four miles. Wasn't quite as hilly. It was more flat just along the canals. Got some food and then came back for the recording. So... Sounds pretty good. It was all right. Yeah. I um I feel like I might do another thing today because I feel like I'm still pretty good. This place I'm staying has a gym. So I might go in the gym and just see what they have. Okay. Have a look around... How are you feeling for the hills? Yeah, so that's, that's the thing. So, I mean, this is like probably the first, this is probably like the first proper consistent inverted commas trail mileage that you've got that's not pounding pavement. Yeah. Because a lot of London is pavement running. So, like, how are your ankles and feet feeling after so today, being on the trail? So, first run was great. Today, my calves, like towards the ankle, the very bottom, were really tight. Yeah. And that was the thing that I just yeah. kept getting. I, I, that was what's slowing me down a lot was just like, oh, my gosh. And I think a, a big part of that is like when, you, when you're in grass fields and stuff and you're having to like step over and then force down so that you don't fall over, like that sort of movement. Yes. Yeah. That, I yeah. think doing that loads on like fields that weren't really like you know, that they weren't really that great paths. So you're kind of like pressing into long grass and stuff. That I think, yeah, I think I probably should have done more stretching over the weekend, basically. Um, it's proper strength training. Yeah. Because that is, it is different sets of muscle groups, etc. So that I think, I am positive now that I've started, but obviously I only have a month. But I think I could get there um you know i think i think you'll be fine i think you'll finish yeah yeah well i mean i'll finish i don't i don't i don't know in what <laughs> state what state we'll see we'll see dead um dead or alive but i can just I, I mean this is a good i think country to capital will feel comparatively very easy oh yeah yeah because it's so much more flat so i think then th like this is also basically just like a precursor warm-up slash test essentially to see where your body's at before Jan i keep i actually completely forgot that i'd signed up for country to capital which is ironic considering that this this is how this whole podcast this is what started. this is the goal but like yeah like i the idea of running 45 miles at the moment fills me with unbelievable amounts of dreads not because i'm physically worried but i'm worried i'm my stomach will just mm. go so that is one thing that I have been a little bit more worried about because usually my stomach is like great. It's been great. But because I've been so sick the last couple of weeks, it's not been great. So I was a little bit like, oh, I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how it's going to be being outside of my flat for like eight hours on an end or whatever. Um, so I, I've brought, I'm basically 
every run that I'm doing, I'm bringing nutrition with me, even if it's just an hour. I'm going okay. to eat something at half. Just to, just just to get, used get to your it. body used to it. Yeah. So today I, um, today I ran four miles or whatever it was. And I had, um, oh, what are they called? They're like 33, 33 fuel or something. It's like these little chia seeds. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the ball things. Oh, you got the, no, 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 oh, no. You got the gels. They're gels. Okay. So yeah, yeah. they are like little sachets. You add water to them. And then like 10 minutes later, they're ready to, to, to be had. And it's just like Pound. chia seeds and other stuff whatever um it's quite high fiber it is for, high fiber um, but i don't know that's quite interesting because normally people my general rule with racing or like going into races is to avoid fiber so because that's obviously what makes you mm, want to go to the loop so these ones they're advertising that you don't need as many calories because they are like slowly digested over time and so it's more like slow release energy so Okay. It's fewer calories, and I honestly, it's been great. Like I, I on the two hours of running, I had like one of those, and then I had some other like sugary things, and it was fine. Like that was enough. Um, I probably should have had more salt, but other than that, it was like fine. So today I had one of those, and again, really good. I don't really like gels, but these are like a good mix because they are kind of just real food but with extra bits in it. So yeah happy yeah. with that and then i've got a bunch of bars and I've got... especially if you've got a pack it's a lot easier to take more real food yeah, with you definitely. instead of being reliant on gels like i'm very reliant on gels during a try because i don't have enough storage space for things like bars yeah so like it's just gels wherever i can cram them like i put gels into a bottle <laughs> i just drink i drink them out of the bottle like yeah. it's disgusting but like it works but yeah, i think if you've got the space like being more reliant on solid food is a lot better there's this um there's this company called, I think it's called Resilient Nuts. They do nuts butters for endurance okay. athletes, but in pouches. Um, so like yeah. almost like a gel so, pouch, basically. But I'd look I'd look them up because I, I have used I have used nut butters and stuff in the past for runs. Yeah. And it is really good. And it's very um depending on the person, but like it can make you feel a lot more I think some people get like hunger prangs sometimes on longer runs and they overeat yeah. and they don't actually slow down and realize that like, your body doesn't digest food as quickly as it would otherwise because your all your blood is moving away from your stomach to your legs. Mm -hmm. But like with the nut butters, it is quite, um, it's quite filling in the sense that you don't feel like you need to neck loads of it suddenly. And it is very calorie dense, obviously. So like that might be something worth looking into. Yeah, so for Runflow 3, I had, so Pip and Nut, I don't think they do them anymore because I looked, I looked, I tried to search for them recently and I don't think they actually do them anymore, but they used to do little sachets that were like 200 calories and it was a sachet of some sort of nut butter. So I, so for Run for Love 3, I had almond butter with coconut oil. So it was a little bit of coconut oil, but nice. basically almond butter. But literally, I mean, it's quite hard to, they get, you know, it's quite hard to they eat. get a bit tacky in your tongue, don't they? But I found, because the, the, the coconut oil meant it, you could like rub them between your hands to like, de-solidify them loosen them yeah put it in your mouth get a swig of water and then just like wash it around your mouth and you can pretty much just swallow the whole thing and you just downed like 200 calories and you didn't have to chew you didn't have to eat like the main thing was just after like eight hours of running i just don't want to chew anymore so that was like to get in calories at the end of the day was great when you're still like just trying to yeah trying to slog in the end of the end of I the day so yeah, that makes sense. So I really like that from Pippin Up. I, I don't think they they do the sassies anymore because I think their regular just pots of peanut butter or whatever are doing better. So 
I will look that up because I need to I need a replacement basically for that. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll send I'll send you a link after this actually because I was looking at them as well. Okay. I just couldn't couldn't figure out where I'd put them on the tri bike. So <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. Maybe maybe when I go back to actually running with a pack. So I think I'll, um, I think I'll get some of those. At the moment, I'm like, I'm aware that I haven't been run like I it, when I go for a run, I'm like very aware that I'm not at the level I usually am and that it's a bit frustrating. I think for a marathon. I'm not like super worried like I, I should be because of the hills, but I'm not like super worried. I think you're more worried than I am about my uh, uh, experience on the day, I think. Yeah, it's just because I care, <laughs> Jamie. It's just because I care. Uh, cause I'm worried about my experience on the day, to be fair. That's true. So, like, that's true. I, I'm very rarely worried about races. Like, I'm never worried about whether I'll finish a race. Touch woods. I've never DNF'd a race. Um, any race in my entire life, actually ever i've never i've I've literally never dnf like i will finish everything yeah. that i start but for once i am legitimately worried that if my stomach is not better i will dnf like just because i won't be able to constantly deal with yeah. it because basically what will happen is that i will stop eating to stop my stomach going are you bringing you can't you can't not eat yeah i was gonna say are you bringing five miles like emodium with you so you can actually top up during the race so i just i load i load up on it on a modium i load up on a modium plus before okay. a race now and that generally rides me through but the thing is that doesn't always stop like the cramping that comes with yeah colitis so when my stomach goes like yeah i won't necessarily uh, have this urgency to go okay. to the toilet but like it just starts that's what happened at holcomb so i never felt like i really needed the loo um but my the my gastrointestinal tracts was just so agitated by the exercise and every and like me eating gels essentially that from like kilometer 70 on the bike to the end i just didn't take on any calories because i was like if i keep on eating calories it's just going to keep on getting worse yeah so what that's um in a four-hour race the final hour and 45 minutes i didn't take any calories on and just ran it completely off well body reserves wow. which explains why the final 7k just felt absolutely dreadful. yeah that's, that's <laughs> just, i was i was just doing the struggle shuffle up the hill and then struggle shuffle well you know you're in a bad way when you're struggle shuffling downhill like that's that's when you know things are not going well but like honestly for me for warsaw my goal is to be able to consistently take on calories when I need to. I, In an ideal world, I would take a gel on at like kilometer six on the run and then ride it out to the end um, and just not have stomach issues. And like, the thing is, is that, that th those goals are so outside of my control. Yeah. It's very frustrating to have them as goals because I can't decide what my stomach's going to do on the day. Yeah. And like, I don't know where my health's going to be at. And I can't just be like, Oh yeah, if I don't do this, then my stomach will be absolutely fine because it's not working like that, unfortunately. And I've realised that red meat seems to be a massive trigger, so I'm cutting that out now, mm. which is very annoying because I love me a steak, um, and and lamb, and you know I I don't eat huge amounts anyway, but I had red meat last week, and the day after my stomach was so much worse, and then I haven't had red meat since, and it's been better. So for me, I'm like, okay, well there's some sort of correlation going on here, um. So, yeah. But my other big goal for Warsaw is, like, to try and do my half Ironman in three hours. I've set up, it's a bit of a lofty goal. Three hours 50 okay. for a half Ironman is the new, is the goal. So it's like, 
I'm going to put it out there now because then I can look back at this. So I'm thinking it's going to be a 26 minute swim. Okay. A two a 207 for a 90k bike. And then a 116. 116. A 116 so half marathon your last, off the bike. Your last race, what were your times for, for... Yes. Do you have those? To preface this though... Yeah, so to preface this, the course in Warsaw is literally, it's pancake flat. Okay. Like, it's completely flat. There is there is literally not, I think the only hill on the bike course is going over a motorway bridge. Like, there is there yeah. is literally no, there's no hill. So, well, so, so Holcomb was a... F- I was going to say, I think your half was like 120, right? Or something like that? Yeah, so it was 120 on a really hilly course. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so I'm thinking 116 on a flat course durable okay the bike i think 207 might be a bit conservative to be fair like i reckon it will be faster I've, I've i use this piece of software called best bike split that like calculates or estimates your bike time based on your aerodynamic profile and what equipment you're using and the winds okay. on like historical wind data and road surface and stuff and it predicts so it predicted my holcomb bike split to within 45 seconds over two hours okay which is just ridiculous so it's quite, I take some, I'm, I don't like, it's not biblical, but like, it seems to be a good indication roughly of what you could be capable of. Okay. But it's guessing like a 202 for 90k on the bike. Okay. So, which is, yeah, what's that? 28 miles an hour, 29 miles an hour average on a bike for two hours. Oh my gosh. So like, yeah. And I then just, run a half I marathon just, after that. Just, <laughs> just, even if someone else was cycling for me, I wouldn't enjoy that. I just, I know that I wouldn't enjoy going that fast for that long. I just, I just oh, it's so good. It. It's, there is, I don't think there's anything that makes me smile more <laughs> than when I'm absolutely railing it on a bike. <sighs> like, it's, it's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> but at the same time, there is nowhere, like, especially on a tri bike, because on a tri bike, your hands are on these bars. Yeah. But they're not attached to brakes or anything. Oh, <laughs> like, they're just there. They're just like, you're just holding on. And you're just like, right, we're just going to send it. And you just send it. And it's, it's, ah, oh, it's like, it's like being liberated of, because it's, you know, if anything goes wrong, it's not going to be your problem for long. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just, like, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. I've just, I've, that's the other, I've been coming a lot more comfortable on the bike recently just from riding outside more during the summer. Yeah. So like, you know, I, I think last week I hit like 80 kilometers an hour on a descent and just like, See, yeah, just... on what? 25 millimeter wide tires <laughs> and, you're just, and you're just railing it down this hill and you're like, it's going to be fine because if I crash, I'm not going to remember That makes <laughs> me feel anxious just knowing that you're doing that. That's just, oh my gosh. But... Full sneds, yeah. Jamie, full sneds. I'm not a cyclist. Always. I don't think I'll ever be a cyclist. Not yet. We'll, we'll, slowly, we'll slowly get you into that. We'll get you off the bloody rowing machine and get you on a bike. <laughs> rowing machine's great. I love it. This gym that I have access to has a rowing machine as well, so I'm, I might keep that up because I do quite like it. You should One of the things up. with the rowing machine, I've noticed it's been really good for my core when I'm actually doing it properly. Like the core workout is really yes. good, which I'm pretty happy about. I think that's something that I... It's very useful for very useful for trail running. As yeah, well, very good for trail running. Core. I think um, that's something that usually with the tribe stuff, I end up doing like a little bit of strength and conditioning. And most of that is core focused because obviously it's so helpful for trail running. So that is an area yeah. that maybe I could have I, I, I could have been overlooking. So I'm glad that I've got that on the rowing side. No one's ever complained about having too strong a core. I know, I know. 
It's not a thing. It's never a thing. Like, you can never have too strong a core. Like, the stronger your core, the better everything's going to be. Like, you'll be a better runner because of mm -hmm. it. You'll probably be less injury prone. Like, the kinetic chain will be stronger. Like, it will all, all falls into place a bit more. Yeah. Cool. And you'll be grand. So... But I'm, I'm excited to see... We'll actually do a proper update weekly now. Hopefully. hopefully. Unless I have a complete... Another mental break. Uh, well... In which case, I'm going to preemptively <laughs> apologize. It's okay. <laughs> but, like... It is, it is, for me, it is peak race season. And for Jamie, he's well, obviously heading into a race as well and he gets that. But we're trying our best to make these as consistent as we can. Yes. Um, but it's, yeah, I just also just changed job roles. So that's another thing that's been happening. So that's been... We've, um, we've got a lot on. It, uh, perfect storm. So I, this was the other thing. I, I've been thinking... We're trying our best. <laughs> yeah. We're trying our best, guys. We're trying, we really are. At some point, we will have a discussion. I mean, this is something I, I think about a lot is just the idea of training while working a full-time job. And it's... Uh, it's so tough. It's so tough, and it uh, we, it's so uh, tough. Yeah. It's so tough. And Max has yeah. got like. Although there was that Olympian, seven jobs. There was that Olympian. So. She she um she won the BMX gold, but she works a full time job. Oh, and trains on top of that's it. cool. So yeah, might reach out to her on Instagram. There's no <laughs> way that I can reach out to her on Instagram without it being like I'm sliding into your DMs. But it'd be really interesting to have a chat with her about. That. Oh my gosh, because I think that's unbe I think that's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, like an actual gold medal Olympian still working a full time job, and she had to pay for her way to Tokyo on herself because mm. she didn't get any funding. Like it's just insane. Like it is insane, and I think this is the great travesty in UK sport. I feel like that's a whole separate podcast episode that oh, yeah. I have major issues with how they fund athletes. Uh, but in summary, GB has an absolute tendency to fund successful athletes rather than those that could be successful. Yeah, which makes absolutely no sense. It's crazy to think whatsoever. that BMXing will probably get a higher budget next time because of this, right? As it should. Yeah. But GB needs to like sit back and actually look at. Germany has a different model where they will sponsor you and they will bankroll you up until you become a successful athlete, at which point you can start paying for it on your own because you are now successful. Yeah. But GB does yeah. the complete opposite where it's like, you are nothing to us until you have a medal, in which case we will now start paying you. And it's like, this is just, it's not helping anyone. Yeah. Like, I don't know who that's, like, who's that supposed to be helping? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's a anyway. separate thing. Not, not the, yeah. I have, I have so many issues with the sporting world right now that I can't vent because I don't have long enough. Anyway. Uh, but on that note, guys, um, it was great to be back. Mm -hmm. Jamie, I wish you all the best in the countryside. We're going to speak soon anyway. Uh, and for everyone else, I hope I hope you always stay happy and healthy physically and mentally. And I think that's, that's the message that's coming out of Tokyo. And I think it's important and um, it's okay to not be okay, I think is probably... Um, best the best thing so i wish you all the best 100 um and we wish you all the best from uh, max and jamie at top top